Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 6 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. We have fog and mist in the Wichita area now and 29 degrees. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis drops out of the 2024 presidential race. Governor DeSantis announced on X, formerly Twitter, that there is no path for victory this cycle and has suspended his campaign. If there was anything I could do to produce a favorable outcome, more campaign stops, more interviews, I would do it. He also reaffirmed his commitment to support the GOP nominee and made no secret he thinks former President Donald Trump is that candidate in his eyes. Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. This, of course, leaves the former president and ex-UN ambassador Nikki Haley one-on-one for the GOP nomination. Gernal Scott, Fox News. The deadline for entering the Kansas presidential primary ended at noon Friday. So the stage is set. For Kansas Republicans, you have Donald Trump, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, and Ryan Blinky. For Democrats, there's Joe Biden, Dean Phillips, Marianne Williamson, and Jason Palmer. Voters have until February 20th if you need to register for update your information. Early voting begins on February 28th, and Election Day is March 19th. A second suspect was arrested over the weekend in a fatal shooting that occurred last Tuesday. Wichita police say a 27-year-old suspect was taken into custody around 2 a.m. Saturday in the 1300 block of South Santa Fe. A 37-year-old suspect was arrested two days earlier. The pair were wanted in the fatal shooting of 35-year-old LaDante Ostrader in the early morning hours of Tuesday, January 16th. Police found the victim in the 900 block of South Market Street with a gunshot wound to his lower extremities. He was transported to a local hospital but died of his injuries. Both cases will be presented to the Sedgwick County DA's office this week. Rodney Price KNSS News. The Ford County Sheriff's Office says two semis were involved in a fiery crash on U.S. 54 in western Kansas early Friday morning. The incident happened around 5.30 a.m. just west of Kingsdown. According to the Kansas Highway Patrol, one of the semis was driving westbound on U.S. 54 and for an unknown reason crossed the center line. This caused a collision with a semi traveling eastbound. Both semis were found fully engulfed in flames. 
One of the drivers, a 35-year-old male from Amarillo, received suspected serious injuries and was taken to a Wichita hospital. The other driver, a 32-year-old male from Park City, did not receive any injuries. A section of US-54 was closed for nearly eight hours while crews cleaned up the wreckage. Bill Hildebrand, KNSS News. The Kansas Supreme Court has upheld the death sentence for a man convicted of fatally shooting three adults and a toddler. The court's 6-1 to majority ruled Friday that Kyle Flack did not clearly invoke his right to remain silent by saying he wanted to be taken back to jail before making statements crucial to his conviction. Flack was sentenced to die for the April 2013 deaths of two men from Ottawa and a Kansas City-area woman and her toddler. The adults' bodies were found on a farm, while the toddler's body was found in a suitcase in a creek. U.S. forces are coming under fire in Iraq by Iran-backed militias as tensions throughout the Middle East continue to rise. Fox's Lucas Tomlinson is just traveling with the president in Delaware. And this latest was the largest attack against U.S. forces inside Iraq since the October 7th massacre. And many White House officials say they don't want this thing to spiral out of control across the Middle East. U.S. forces have been striking Iran's rebel army in Yemen for the past 10 days, using warships, submarines, and U.S. Navy Super Hornets launching from the deck of the USS Dwight D. Eisenhower in the Red Sea. But despite the strikes, attacks on commercial shipping have continued. Some of the ballistic missiles evaded U.S. air defenses and hit the base in Iraq where the bulk of the 2,500 U.S. troops are deployed. And Thursday, a $32 million U.S. Reaper drone was blasted out of the sky for the second time since November. The U.S. continues to attack Houthi forces inside Yemen. KNSS News Time now, 6.04, four minutes past 6 o'clock. Stephen Ted of the morning, KNSS, 6.09 now, nine minutes past 6 o'clock here on this Monday morning. Tuesday, tomorrow, the Wichita City Council will hold a workshop in the first floor chambers at City Hall. Topics will include the citizen survey results and dashboard, economic development policy, and a discussion on the Kansas Open Records Act, Kansas Open Meetings Act, and a code of ethics briefing. Gasoline prices have remained steady over the last couple of weeks. Oil industry analyst Trippy Lundberg has details. The price of gasoline is not changed from two weeks ago. It is $3.18. Uh, actually, there was a tiny rise, a fraction of a penny, and this is big news because this is after dropping 80 cents over 15 weeks. Lundberg says the price of oil actually went down by 40 cents a barrel over the past two weeks. The cost to put food on the table is still significant for most Americans. There's a good chance that you're paying over $1,000 a month for groceries and maybe more depending on where you live. New numbers from the Census Bureau put the average American family's grocery bill at over $270 a week. Those with kids are shelling out around $331 a week. Inflation, supply chain issues, and increased demand are all causing food prices to jump in certain parts of the U.S. 16 of the top 20 highest-paying states for groceries were in the West and South. Paul Stevens, Fox News. An abandoned dog has been found with extra appendages. 
A spaniel found in a supermarket parking lot in London was born with six legs, but it's now just like any other dog. Ariel underwent surgery to have her extra limbs removed. She was named for the Little Mermaid character because the additional appendage with two paws at the end looked like a flipper. Vicki Black, the director of the veterinary hospital, says her facility had never seen a six-legged dog before, but Ariel now is doing brilliantly. Kathleen Maloney, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 6-11, 11 minutes past 6 o'clock. And right now in traffic, well, the traffic conditions are probably the biggest thing to note. We've got uh, now the report of uh, some fog and mist and freezing drizzle out there. Things could really be slippery. Be a good idea to be extra careful out there with uh, those reports that we're getting that... Uh, Freezing fog, drizzle, mist. Visibility listed at five miles. Uh, five miles uh, by the uh, National Weather Service. So, uh, again, be extra careful out there. Things could be slippery, and visibility will be affected. Traffic update: ninety-eight-seven at thirteen thirty KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers, and now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist. Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A winter weather advisory has been issued across South Central and much of southeastern Kansas for light freezing drizzle as we warm to around 35 this afternoon. That will transition to rain. Areas of precipitation again late tonight and overnight. Charlo 31. Then some fog Tuesday with a high near 40. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now freezing drizzle, fog, and 30 degrees. We have a south wind at 17 miles per hour with Steve and Ted in the morning and looking. At the radar this morning, there is an area of uh, rain, uh, actual rain. It doesn't show up on the Wichita radar uh, because it's so doggone light. But there is an area down covering southeast Kansas, the corner of southeast Kansas, going uh, down toward Tulsa and then clear over into Missouri. This is all appears to be moving at the east northeast and uh, much of Missouri covered by rain. St. Louis clear up into, into Illinois, back to the west. From Wichita and from South Central Kansas to the west, clear to Colorado Springs, don't see a thing. So uh, for the for time being, that to the west, not much going on. Maybe we'll find some more coming in that way later on today. Today is Monday, January 22nd, 2024. A cloudy, breezy day across South Central Kansas Sunday. Wichita's high temperature yesterday was 36 degrees. Normal high for the date, 44. We've hit that normal high once or twice over the past month or so, but other than that, it's been pretty cool. Yeah. On this date in 1943, a world record temperature increase occurred at Spearfish, South Dakota, when a Chinook wind caused temperatures to soar from four below zero to a balmy 45 degrees in just two minutes. An hour and a half later, the mercury free fell from 54 degrees to four below zero in 27 minutes. What a weird weather day in Spearfish, South Dakota. It's right up there in the, in the Black Hills. Oh, man. Wonder what, that's, a, that's a freak day. On this date in 1973, the Supreme Court, in its Roe v. Wade decision, declared a nationwide constitution right to abortion. Actually, in my opinion, a sea change in our, in our nation, in uh, who we are and how we do politics and so forth. That was a huge, huge decision in 1973. And there are going to be people demonstrating and remembering that date today across the country from the from different aspects of opinion. More than 300,000 people have signed a petition calling for a train conductor in Russia to lose her job 
after she threw a pet cat off a train, believing it was a stray. The white and ginger tomcat, known as Twix, escaped from his carrier on a train traveling between Yekaterinburg and St. Petersburg on January 11th. He was found by the conductor who forcibly ejected the animal as the train was stopped in the town of Kirov, east of Moscow. Get out of here, you cat. Yeah. Wow. Hundreds of people banded together in sub-zero temperatures to search for Twix, who was later found dead, sparking widespread outrage on social media. Apparently he tossed him. Yeah. Sounds like he tossed him. Mm. Didn't just let him down. wonder if they stopped first. I don't know. (laughs) But Twix is no more, and uh, some of the 300,000 Russian people who would never demonstrate for freedom of speech (laughs) <laughs> Showed up to demonstrate for the... Demonstrate for Twix the cat. Yeah. Hmm. Here's one for you. A Kansas couple charged with fraudulently collecting more than $215,000 in retirement benefits on behalf of a dead relative while they concealed his body inside their home for six years. Authorities say Mike Carroll's pacemakers showed that he... His pacemaker showed that he died in 2016 at the age of 81... But Overland Park Police did not discover his body until 2022 after his son-in-law, Kirk Ritter, called police to report his death in the Kansas City suburb. Prosecutors say Lynn Ritter and Kirk Ritter, both 61, continued depositing and spending from Carroll's bank account even while his body became mummified on a bed in the home he owned. Oh, man. (laughs) Family members uh, told the Kansas City Star they were led to believe Carol was still alive. Yeah, well, he wasn't until nope. he was collecting those Social Security checks. Right. Illegally. Hmm. 616, Stephen 10 in the morning here on KNSS. A, a suburban Philadelphia man accused of stabbing to death a neighbor with whom he had feuded over an argument about the accused man snoring that could be heard through a wall connecting their homes. Apparently this guy really did a freight train at night. Authorities say 55-year-old Christopher Casey killed neighbor Robert Wallace after Wallace removed a screen from a window in Casey's home as Casey was eating dinner Sunday. Police say Casey told them Wallace hadn't been menacing him or threatening him when Casey stabbed him. Casey's charged with three uh, third-degree murder and other offenses. He's he's, uh, jailed with a bail of $1 million. It all started because somebody was snoring too loud. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Wow. Sure. All right. There's your nasty stories for the day. Um, you can go ahead and eat breakfast after this. It's 617. Yeah. Steven said in the morning here on KNSS. Thanks for the cat story, by the way. The cat yeah. story was, yeah. Good. <laughs> I like a good cat story on a Monday morning. I, well, was, I generally prefer it if the cats live through it, but sure. Yeah, yeah. it's nicer then. Yeah. Well, it was <laughs> it was winter, a winter go home for the for the Chiefs. And, hey, we got some good news this morning. Our sports yep. Jad Chambers is in this morning for Ted. Jad? Well, the Kansas City Chiefs in Buffalo looking to punch their ticket to another AFC championship game. And it was kind of back and forth all game. A lot of offense. Something small was going to make the difference. And uh, with all apologies to any Bills fans who might be listening, here it was. You heard uh, Mitch Holtis with the call right here on KNSS. 147 to go in the game on fourth down and nine for Buffalo. Placement down. Bass's kick is up, and the kick is no good. A little prophecy 
Tyler Bass has struggled, and he just misses the kick. Kansas City will next snap with a 34-yard And the Chiefs will take over at the point of the missed kick. Their own 34-yard line as Tyler Bass misses this wide to the right. Oh, listen to those fans. Oh, Uh, man. They're groaning. (laughs) They're groaning. Well. I don't blame them. Oh, absolutely not. Buffalo fans, you know, in the past do not like missed field goals. No, no. Yikes. I'll tell you what, that the, the Bills' offensive line controlled that game for three quarters. It really did. They could run any time they wanted. Mm-hmm. Yep, that kind oh, of vaunted Chiefs defense was a little bit bailed out yeah, by the offense this yeah. time. And it's, it has not been that way for a while. But, yeah, the Kansas City kind of getting their offense going, and they would hold on for the 27-24 win. Uh, here's Chiefs quarterback uh, Patrick Mahomes after that win. He said, well, it's fun to play on the road. I love Arrowhead, but uh, it, it's always fun when you get to come together as a team and really just be like y'all versus, versus everybody and, and get the win. So uh, it's always great to be in great environments and uh, find a way to get a win. And that's exactly what they did. Figured out how to get that win. That's right. And, uh, yeah, that sets up an AFC championship game Sunday afternoon. The Chiefs on the road facing Baltimore. That is going to be one tough matchup. I told my wife, said, Kelsey's got to catch at least two or three touchdown passes for them to win. He caught two. Caught two. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they were they were quite needed times. Uh, the Chiefs had right. gotten a couple of field goals, but they hadn't managed to get a touchdown. They really needed to get into the end zone, and that's when Kelsey got that first one. It was absolutely necessary. Great game. Really was. It's a good game. Not so good a game for Wichita State. Their losing streak stands at seven after a loss at South Florida yesterday afternoon. Turnovers, once again, a big problem for the Shockers. Uh, they dropped to eight and ten, zero and five in the AAC. Uh, Wichita State missed seventeen of nineteen three-point attempts. Um, uh, they, se- they missed seventeen of nineteen. They made two out of nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Shockers return home for a matchup in the Roundhouse Wednesday night, hosting the East Carolina Pirates. So, you know, hopefully they can get a win here at home and get things going. But, uh, yeah, 0-5 in the AAC for a, a start to that conference part of the season. You know what we say? Miss 8 or 10 threes, just keep shooting. Yeah. At some point, they're going to start falling. They do have to. But, you know, really... I don't know. Okay. Maybe maybe time to switch things up a bit. Kansas State was plagued by the turnover bug as well, but they got a second-half rally, and they managed to beat Oklahoma State 70-66 to on Saturday night before a season-high 10,247 fans at Bramlage Coliseum. Uh, K-State improves to 14-4, and 4-1 and in Big 12 play. K-State begins a, another two-game road trip Wednesday night as the Wildcats travel to Ames, Iowa, to face number 24, Iowa State. Tonight, over on 97.5 and 1240 KFH, tune in at 6 o'clock for the WSU Coaches Show with women's head coach Terry Nooner, followed at 7 by the Coaches Show with men's head coach Paul Mills. And that's sports on Stephen Ted in the morning. 6.22 now. Keep it here for Dr. Sanjay Gupta, menopause and the brain. That's on the way with Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Wichita's nationally recognized Marconi Awarded Radio Show. This is Stephen Tad on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. 
Good morning, Steve McIntosh. 6.30 here on a Monday morning. Drizzle and fog and 30 degrees. Republican presidential hopeful and former President Donald Trump held a campaign rally in Rochester, New Hampshire Sunday. The former president opened his event by thanking former hopeful and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis after DeSantis announced he would be suspending his presidential campaign. He ran a, a really good campaign, I will tell you. It's not easy. They think it's easy doing this stuff, right? It's not easy. But as you know, he left the campaign trail today at 3 p.m., and in so doing, he was very gracious, and he endorsed me, so I appreciate it. Governor DeSantis said in a video on social media platform X that he did not see a path for him to become the nominee, and he's thanking his supporters. A man in his 20s is dead following a crash near Garden Plain, west of Wichita, Saturday evening. Sedgwick County Dispatch confirmed a single vehicle crash took place around 7.45 p.m. at the intersection of 23rd Street South and 263rd Street West. The vehicle was going west on 23rd Street South when the driver lost control just east of the intersection. The vehicle flipped over and ended up in a field. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Officials say three members of an air ambulance crew were killed when their helicopter crashed in Oklahoma. Air Evac Life Team says the crash was reported near Weatherford after the control center lost co- uh, contact with the crew shortly uh, in Saturday night. The helicopter was returning to base in Weatherford, 70 miles west of Oklahoma City, after completing a patient care transport to the hospital. Company did not say where the chopper was found and did not immediately release the victims' names. Gasoline prices remained stagnant over the past couple of weeks, with the national average for a gallon of unleaded regular staying at $3.18. Oil industry analyst Trilby Lundberg says there are a lot of factors which will determine where oil prices go from here, including OPEC's production cuts, Houthi attacks on merchant vessels in the Red Sea, and potential weather impacts on refining and production. It was actually down uh, 40 cents per barrel in these two weeks. So right now, both oil and gasoline appear to be suffering from some inertia. Tulsa has the lowest local national average right now at $2.50 a gallon. San Francisco Bay Area the highest at $4.59. A bipartisan group of lawmakers is asking federal regulators to ban an over-the-counter substance known as gas station heroin. Tianeptine is an antidepressant developed in Europe in the 1960s. It's approved for use in more than 60 countries, but not the U.S., where it's marketed under many different brand names. The New Jersey Poison Center says inaccurately as a safer alternative to opioids, with unproven claims that it can improve brain function, treat anxiety, depression, pain, and opioid use disorder. The FDA says serious side effects can occur when people mix tianeptine with other drugs. Nine states have already taken action to ban or severely restrict it. Jack Callahan, Fox News. And now a look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A winter weather advisory continues in effect here in Wichita. We could see some light freezing drizzle that will transition to rain as temperatures warm just above freezing. Breezy at times. Then tonight, areas of rain or freezing drizzle late, are low in the low 30s. We'll have fog to start the morning on Tuesday with a high near 40. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. Now drizzle, a freezing drizzle and fog in the Wichita area, 30 degrees. And we have a south wind at 17 miles per hour. 6.34, Stephen Ted in the morning here on 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. About an hour from now, just about 
One hour from now, we will check in uh, with the mayor, Wichita Mayor Lily Wu, for the uh, Mondays with the Mayor. As we do, Steve and Ted, this will be her second week on the air with us. That comes up around 7, excuse me, 7.35 this morning. So maybe want to hang around for that. On this, this is January 22nd. On this date, uh, in 1997, the Senate confirmed Madeleine Albright as the nation's first female Secretary of State. That was in 1997. All right, Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Ted's under the weather this morning. We won't be having him for this. Dad is helping to fill in this morning on the sports desk and with the blurs. So that's what we've got going on. A man who fell through the ice on a frozen Michigan lake was rescued after a quick-thinking state police officer used the stranded man's dog to get rescue equipment to him and drag him to safety. Michigan State Police say 65-year-old Traverse City man fell through ice-covered Arbutus Lake Thursday. Rescue captured on body cameras shows Officer Cameron Bennett enlisting the man's dog, Ruby. (laughs) He attached a rescue disc tethered to a rope to the dog's collar and sent sent her back to the man who was able to hang on and get pulled out over the thin ice. So I guess that's one way to do it. Of course, if, if you've seen it, I know most of you have seen It's a Wonderful Life. When they break through the ice at the very first, say, George Bailey. And what they did there is because they made a chain, and that's exactly what the Boy Scout handbook says you're supposed to do. If you can add it, if you've got the right conditions, you form a chain. But they didn't do that. They had the dog go out, let the dog rescue the man. So anyway, that's, we got it done. Alabama is set to carry out the death penalty using a new method of execution this week. It's called nitrogen hypoxia, which causes a person to become unconscious and die by breathing pure nitrogen. It'll be used on uh, Kenneth Eugene Smith, convicted in a 1988 murder for hire. Smith survived a previous execution attempt by lethal injection in 2022. They didn't. They tried. They couldn't kill him. Only three states have approved nitrogen hypoxia, but it has never been used before now. It could become more common as the drugs used for lethal injections become more difficult to find. Smith is scheduled for execution Thursday. So, got to use a hydrogen on this guy. Oh, try, yeah. try to. Yikes. Stephen's head of the morning here on KNSS. 636, uh, make it 637 here on a Monday morning. Uh, Let's go ahead and uh, take a look at the commodities this morning. We've got a commodities update with Mr. Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Well, good morning, Ted and Jab. Early trading on Friday was mixed for our cattle complex, with a few new highs for the week being made, but by the close, everything was negative. Now, the weekly beef exports were good at 22,000 metric tons, and Friday's cattle on feed report held no surprises as the numbers came in almost exactly the same as pre-report estimates. Lean hog futures Friday traded mixed and closed negative. On Friday's close, Feb live cattle 45 cents lower at 174.37. March feeders down 60 cents at 231.95 and Feb hogs 35 lower at 70.75. Now only the soybean complex closed negative Friday as the wheat corn and uh, soybeans could not hold their session highs but the soybeans did manage on the negative side. The weekly export sales were good Friday morning. The commitment of traders report showed 
For the third straight week, index funds were net buyers in the grain markets and the managed money accounts added to their net large long short net short position, sorry about that, in the futures markets. Now, the Dow Friday had all-time record high and close, and last week, March Casey Wheat lost $0.07, March Corn lost $0.02, and March Beans lost $0.11 for the week. Now, March Kansas City Wheat at the moment down $0.06.5 at 6.01.5, March Corn down a half a penny at 4.45, March Soybeans down a penny and a half at 12.11 and three quarters. March crude oil trading 14 cents higher at 73.40. February gold up 30 cents at $2,029.60. March S&P 19 points higher at 4,888.5. March dollar index down 11 cents at 102.96. And March Dow Jones futures still going up 71 points higher at 38,116. For commodity trading, ag marketing, or managed trading programs, contact Leffler Commodities on the phone or on the web by using 866-GO-TO-TOM. You know, Tom, I bundled up yesterday morning and decided I was going to go for a walk. First time this year. I haven't been out. I haven't been out. It's just been nasty, and I've gotten out of the habit. But I went out for a walk. It was 22 degrees. <laughs> wind, wasn't, <laughs> wind wasn't bad. The little Arkansas completely frozen over, so the, the ducks and the geese could walk clear across without breaking through. But... Uh, it's going to be a while before that. From some of this ice melts, there's still, you know, we've got mounds of snow here in the in the parking lot where they plowed up last week. So it's going to be a while, I guess. Well, huh? Yes, and we're lucky this morning we're not getting what they're getting south and southeast of us at freezing rain. Yeah, it's yeah, it goes clear over. It looks like a huge area it goes. Most of Missouri is covered by moisture this morning, so they're getting some some yes. over that way. This stuff we're looking at right yes, now not, is just. A, just kind of a mist we're looking at, I guess, huh? Yep, that's right. I saw videos this morning down in Oklahoma City that uh, people just sliding all over the place. Oh, really? Well, they, again, they, they have to relearn their driving once it eases, ices up like that. That could happen here, I that's, guess. Uh, Jan, what's the temp now? We have 30 right now. Yep. Uh, they're saying it's probably going to warm up enough that we won't have a problem. But did, have we got anything going on right now, Jan, in traffic we need to know? Or? No, things are looking okay, okay. right now. All right, well, there you go, Tom. You got your, your traffic report from Wichita for you this morning. Fantastic. Jad up in the helicopter, right? Jad's up in the uh, KNSS uh, chopper. It's not really a, hel- <laughs> it's not really a hel- helicopter. It's a little thing we, we got from uh, uh, utility stories. It's cho- it chops onions. But <laughs> <laughs> Same name. <laughs> what, was it that, what was the name of that company that used to do the pocket fisherman? Popeil? Yeah. Remember the pocket fisherman? I remember that. I didn't remember the brand name. Yeah, I think it was Popeil Pocket Fisherman. You can take this thing out of your back pocket. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Weird. Jad, what's up? Well, I just got a call from one of our traffic trackers. Yeah. Uh, Mike said that he was driving from uh, uh, Newton to Wichita, and he said from uh, basically Newton all the way to Park City, maybe 45 miles per hour. Roadway's very, ah. very slick. Okay, so stay it easy out there. Yep. And you might not see some of these slick spots as well. All right. Hey, stay warm over there in Augusta today. We'll talk with you tomorrow morning. Okay? Okay. Thank you, sir. That is uh, the KNSS uh, Commodities Effort with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. 641, Stephen Ted. Coming up, we've got Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker, right here with Stephen Ted on KNSS. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS. 647 on this Monday morning. Three big things. Three. Kansas City defeats Buffalo in the football playoffs next Sunday. Chiefs at Baltimore for the AFC crown.
Gasoline prices flat nationwide for the past two weeks. Average $3.18 a gallon. One. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis drops out of the Republican race for president, endorses Trump. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS. Got a call from another one of the traffic trackers. Rick gave me a call just a little bit ago. He was in Heston, and he said there in Heston, uh, things were about a sheet of ice on the roadways. So, uh, yeah, things are could be pretty treacherous out there. We've got uh, right around freezing temperatures and a little bit of a little bit of fog and freezing drizzle out there, and it's making for very slippery conditions on the roadways. Uh, we just now had report of a uh, slide off southbound I-135, pretty close to the ramp from 21st. Watch out this morning. Things are slippery. Traffic update from 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. We have a 20% chance for rain, freezing rain, and fog today. And a high of 35 degrees. 40% chance for rain and freezing rain tonight. Overnight low 30. Tuesday cloudy. 10% chance for rain and drizzle. And a high tomorrow of 41 degrees. Now freezing drizzle, fog, and 30 degrees. We have a south wind at 17 miles per hour with Steve and Ted in the morning. Some believe that Scott Peterson was not guilty of the 2002 murder of his wife, Lacey, and his unborn son, Connor. I'm Anna Eliopoulos with your Fox True Crime Minute. Scott Peterson could get a new chance at a trial after the Los Angeles Innocence Project announced they are taking up his case. Peterson was convicted of killing his pregnant wife, Lacey, after her disappearance on Christmas Eve 2002. While Scott initially helped look for her, he became the prime suspect after reports came out that he was having an affair. Her body wasn't found until April in the San Francisco Bay. The 51-year-old is currently serving a life sentence for the slaying of his spouse and their unborn child, Connor. The L.A. Innocence Project confirmed to Fox News Digital that they are representing Peterson and are investigating his claims of innocence, seeking evidence from the original trial. Peterson supporters argue that Lacey's murderers could have been suspects who allegedly burglarized a house across the street from his home. There's more on this story at foxnews.com. Subscribe to the Fox True Crime podcast with Emily Campagno. I'm Anna Eliopoulos with your Fox True Crime Minute. Wall Street ended the trading week Friday in positive territory. Stocks finishing the trading week sharply higher with both the Dow and S&P 500 notching record closes. Investors digested fresh economic data that included a positive reading from the University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Gauge for January. Well, Chicago's Fed president said the central bank could start cutting interest rates this year if the Fed continues to make surprising progress on inflation. Shares of travelers companies jumping 6% into record territory after the property casualty insurance said lower catastrophe losses help produce record profits. The Dow winners, Travelers, Salesforce, and McDonald's. The Dow decliners, United Health Group, Walmart, and Procter & Gamble. The Dow up 395, the S&P 500 up 59, the NASDAQ added 255. Tom Graham, Fox News. 655 with Stephen Ted on KNSS. It's time for Don Grant, CFP, the Money Tracker. Good morning, Don. Good morning, Stephen Ted. You know, planning is the hallmark for a successful retirement. This year, there are a number of changes that can affect your retirement plan. Now, unlike the barrage of bad news that we often hear from Uncle Sam, most of this will be good for your bottom line. I like that. Well, the first is the Social Security Cost of Living Adjustment. Checks this year will rise 3.2%. That's about 55 bucks per month on average. 
It's not quite the 8.7% boost that we saw in 2023, but it's still pretty darn good news relative to COLA raises. The last time we saw a raise close to this was 2011 when it went up 3.6%. Survivors and spousal benefits will also increase. If you're still working, 401k and IRA limits increased, allowing you to put more into tax-free or tax-deferred accounts. Contributions, uh, contributors rather, can put $7,000 away with another $1,000 as a catch-up if they're older than 50. 401k participants can sock away $23,000 and add another $7,500 if you're 50 or older. If you have contributed to a 529 college savings plan for your youngins, some of that money can be converted to a Roth IRA if there is a balance of the kids uh, and, the, and the kids decide against college or if you just have a balance left in there. This year, you can roll over as much as $35,000 to a Roth IRA free of income or tax penalties. And, of course, there are some restrictions you need to look into. So talk to your tax person about that. Beginning this year, employers without a retirement plan can offer a starter 401k deferral only account. Limits are $6,000 annually, 7000 for 50 plus year olds. Employers are not allowed to make contributions to the account and auto enrollment is required. The social security wage base is increasing as well. The Fed will only tax the first 168,600 for social security. That may not be great for uh, great news for higher earners, but on the benefit side, the maximum Social Security benefits climbed more than 300 bucks a month to $4,873 a year at age 70. Now, that would be the payout, once again, for somebody who waits till age 70 to collect those maximum benefits. And, of course, if you have any questions, give me a call over at Saber Wealth. The number is 267 267- Oh, we like to talk about films from now and then because your background, you, you uh, had a career in movies for a while. And uh, I, I saw a movie over the weekend that I had forgotten, pretty much forgotten about on Turner Classic, Gypsy Moths. Oh, my goodness. Filmed at Benton, Kansas. Did you know that? I, I do. I think I've heard something about that. I've never seen the film. Is it good? Is it a good movie or is it? It's okay. I mean, it's got Burt Lancaster in it. And, uh, wow. And Gene Hackman. And Deborah, what's it about? Deborah, Deborah Carr. What's it about? These three guys who do this, this stunt parachuting and oh. crowds and whatnot. They go around the country and the barnstormers. Barnstormers. Oh, that's great. A little bit about that. And it's, it's interesting. I see Frankenheimer directed this. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, I, what else did he direct? Was it? Oh, he's been. He, I mean, he did some stuff in the 80s and 90s, I thought, as well. Yeah. You know, much later. Yeah, this is John back Frankenheimer. in 1970, yeah. I think it was in the. Uh, the guy I was working with at the time, Chuck Schechter, went over and inter- he interviewed Frankenheimer. I remember that. Wow. It's it's, uh, it's kind of a weird movie. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. But, that's cool. But, and they filmed it all over there in Benton. Sure, they got a lot of people got some money to be seconds and whatnot. Ooh, the so, extras in yeah, there. Actually, yeah. National Polka Dot Day. I know you're going to celebrate this. It, oh, yeah. Um, it also uh, honors one of America's and animation's most popular characters in fashion, v- Diva. Betty Boop. Minnie Mouse. Oh, Minnie Mouse. Yeah, I guess so. Polka dots refer to fabric printed with spots. The word first appeared in the 1857 Godey's Ladies Book, a women's magazine out of Philadelphia. Polka dots. I guess it has nothing to do with polka. Uh, how did they come up with that one? Yeah. Wow. No, no. Interesting. I like polka dots.
Well, I'm I'm sure gonna run out and celebrate it. You need some polka dot uh, running pants or something. Yeah, because all these all these dates that you come up were so relevant in my yeah, life. I know. I tried to do that for you. <laughs> you need a little relevance. I, I need some relevance. Yes, thank you. All right, thank you, Don. Coming thank up, you. Uh, Stephen's in the morning. Coming up here, top of the hour in our news this morning. DeSantis suspends his campaign. We have the story on the way. Stephen's in the morning here on KNSS. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, member of FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Saber Wealth is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. The Air Capital Net. The political landscape has changed abruptly in New Hampshire as Florida Governor Ron DeSantis drops out of the race. Former President Donald Trump reacted to the DeSantis decision with an initial statement saying he is very honored DeSantis endorsed him and hopes it will help him beat Joe Biden. Former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley said while campaigning, DeSantis' exit leaves New Hampshire with a choice. This comes down to what do you want? Do you want more of the same, or do you want something new? It was Haley who said after Iowa that it was a two-person race. New Hampshire and South Carolina will likely determine if it stays that way. Gernal Scott. Fox News. The deadline for ending the Kansas presidential primary ended at noon Friday, so the stage is set. For Kansas Republicans, you have Donald Trump, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, and Ryan Binkley. For Democrats, it's Joe Biden, Dean Phillips, Marianne Williamson, and Jason Palmer. Voters have until February 20th if you need to register or update your information. Early voting begins February 28th. And the election day is March 19th. A second suspect was arrested over the weekend in a fatal shooting that occurred last Tuesday. Wichita police say a 27-year-old suspect was taken into custody around 2 a.m. Saturday in the 1300 block of South Santa Fe. A 37-year-old suspect was arrested two days earlier. The pair were wanted in the fatal shooting of 35-year-old LaDante Ostrader in the early morning hours of Tuesday, January 16th. Police found the victim in the 900 block of South Market Street with a gunshot wound to his lower extremities. He was transported to a local hospital but died of his injuries. Both cases will be presented to the Sedgwick County DA's office this week. Rodney Price, KNSS News. The Ford County Sheriff's Office says two semis were involved in a fiery crash on U.S. 54 in West Western Kansas, early Friday morning. The incident happened around 5.30 a.m. just west of Kingsdown. According to the Kansas Highway Patrol, one of the semis was driving westbound on U.S. 54 and for an unknown reason crossed the center line. This caused a collision with a semi traveling eastbound. Both semis were found fully engulfed in flames. One of the drivers, a 35-year-old male from Amarillo, received suspected serious injuries and was taken to a Wichita hospital. The other driver, a 32-year-old male from Park City, did not receive any injuries. A section of U.S. 54 was closed for nearly eight hours while crews cleaned up the wreckage. Bill Hildebrand, KNSS News. The Kansas Supreme Court has upheld the death sentence for a man convicted of fatally shooting three adults and a toddler. The court's 6-1 to majority ruled Friday that Kyle Flack did not clearly invoke his right to remain silent by saying he wanted to be taken back to jail before making statements crucial to his conviction. Flack was sentenced to die for the April 2013 deaths of two men from Ottawa 
and a Kansas City area woman and her toddler. The adults' bodies were found on a farm, while the toddler's body was found in a suitcase in a creek. U.S. forces are coming under fire in Iraq by Iran-backed militias as tensions throughout the Middle East continue to rise. Fox's Lucas Tomlinson is traveling with the president in Delaware. This latest was the largest attack against U.S. forces inside Iraq since the October 7th massacre. And many White House officials say they don't want this thing to spiral out of control across the Middle East. U.S. forces have been striking Iran's rebel army in Yemen for the past 10 days, using warships, submarines, and U.S. Navy Super Hornets launching from the deck of the USS Dwight D. Eisenhower in the Red Sea. But despite the strikes, attacks on commercial shipping have continued. Some of the ballistic missiles evaded U.S. air defenses and hit the base in Iraq where the bulk of the 2,500 U.S. troops are deployed. And Thursday, a $32 million U.S. Reaper drone was blasted out of the sky for the second time since November. KNSS News Time now, 7.04, four minutes past 7 o'clock. And the Kansas City Chiefs were looking to make their way into a well, another conference championship game, but they had to get by Buffalo. We'll tell you all about it coming up in sports. Americans are still not shifting to electric vehicles. That story and more coming up on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted now, 7.08, 8 minutes past 7 o'clock on this Monday morning. And what do we got in traffic this morning, Chad? Well, in traffic, uh, taking a look at things out there, it, uh, it appears that we've got uh, well, some, some rough conditions that we're looking at. Uh, some freezing fog, drizzle, that sort of things have made the roadways pretty slick out there. Uh, plenty slippery, so be extra careful. Again, that's just uh, some light freezing uh, drizzle and fog mist. So uh, that's uh, what you're talking about. Be extra careful. Take it very, very slow on the roads today. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Okay, went to you a little bit early there, but uh, let's go yeah, ahead and I, check. I, the, yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, the uh, KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast now with Kansas Today meteorologist Ronnell Williams. Good morning, Ronnell. Hey, good morning, Steve. How you doing? We're doing fine. It's a Monday and we're here. Yeah, you know what? Coming out of the weekend, heading into the start of the new week, I'm sure a lot of people heading back to work today. You know, as Jad mentioned, you know, when it comes to that potential of seeing a little bit of ice, some slick spots out there, the precipitation, what we're seeing as far as moisture goes, it's very light. However, even a little bit of that stuff, whether it's fog, drizzle, mist, it doesn't matter. Our temperatures are below freezing right now. So any moisture that we see uh, will likely create some ice and some slick conditions out there. And this is why before you even head out the door for anybody listening, listening right now. This is why you want to make sure that you just allow plenty of extra travel time. Let's make sure that we have enough space between ourselves and other drivers. You don't want to be right up on somebody and then they hit a slick spot and we have an accident. We don't want any of that. We want everybody, I'm sure everybody wants to make sure that we all get to our destinations safely out there. We just need to make sure that we're putting some extra effort into doing so. So we'll have those cloudy skies, 30% chance of freezing rain, drizzle, uh, mist early on. It looks like 
like we'll have a, a chance of uh, seeing some uh, plain old rain showers a little bit later on this afternoon once we get above freezing. It's still going to be a chilly day, though, with a high of 37 degrees. And then we may be looking at some more slick conditions late tonight as we drop down just below freezing at 31 degrees with that 40% chance of rain. So we'll need to watch out for a more potential of seeing some freezing drizzles, some freezing mist, some freezing rain, maybe even, even some freezing fog early tomorrow morning. Uh, we'll get back up above freezing again tomorrow, though, with a high of 42 degrees. And then it looks like there's going to be another surge of moisture, another uh, 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 some more rain that's going to move in late tomorrow evening. And then during the overnight hours, again, low of 34. So we should be able to stay just above freezing, but we're still going to be close. So we'll just need to keep an eye on things late Tuesday night heading into early Wednesday. High of 43 midweek, though, with a 50% chance of rain. Now, after that, second half of the week, Thursday, Friday, doesn't look as active right now. We only have a 10% chance of rain. Highs in the middle to upper 40s. So uh, temperature-wise, not expecting any cold air outbreaks or anything like that. All the way through the weekend and into the start of next week, it looks like a lot of our temps should be pretty close to normal for this time of year. Right now we're at 30 degrees uh, with that light freezing drizzle fog, mist, all the above. Bit of a mixed bag out there when it comes to precip. South breeze at 16 miles an hour, making it feel like the upper teens right now. All right. Thank you, Ronnell. That's the uh, KSN Storm Truckers forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ronnell Williams here on a Monday morning. Wichita State University released renderings Friday for the new biomedical campus to be built in downtown Wichita. The Associate Dean of Nursing Practice, Deborah Pyle, says she's hopeful the new facility will bring more students to WSU. Having one that's specially designed to meet the needs of the education of um, pharmacists, nurses, physicians, all of those entities that will be involved in the biomedical center is really exciting. The Wichita Biomedical Campus will combine WSU College of Health Professions and Speech-Language Hearing Clinic WSU Tech's healthcare program, and Wichita campuses of KU School of Medicine and KU School of Pharmacy into one location. Construction is set to begin in the spring and is expected to be complete by the end of 2026. President Biden and Vice President Harris will spend the week on the campaign trail advocating for more abortion access. Coinciding with the 51st anniversary of the Roe decision at the U.S. Supreme Court, Vice President Kamala Harris is kicking off a Fight for Reproductive Freedoms tour today in Wisconsin. The Biden-Harris campaign says the reversal of Roe has put more than one in three women of reproductive age in a state with abortion bans. Tomorrow, President Biden, the First Lady and the Second Gentleman all join the Vice President in Northern Virginia for a campaign event restating President Biden's commitment to codifying the protections of Roe into law. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. KNSS Newstime now, 714. 14 minutes past 7 o'clock here on this Monday morning with Stephen Ted. Monday, January 22nd, 2024, on this date in 2006, Kobe Bryant scored 81 points, the second highest in NBA history, in the Los Angeles Lakers' 122-104 to victory over the Toronto Raptors. And who had more points in one game than that, Jed? I don't know. Wilt. Chamberlain. Ah. The still threw in 100 points in one game. Well, yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, the KU uh, guy was from Philadelphia, seven foot, what, two, three inches, and uh, he kind of dominated the sport there in the middle of the lane. And uh, 
He scored 100 points one night. Mm. That's pretty good shooting. Also, Linda Blair having a birthday today. Yep. She's 65. I believe you've interviewed her. I've interviewed you? Linda when she, uh, after The Exorcist, of course, she had, she had an Oscar nomination for playing the little girl in The Exorcist when she was young, Exorcist. And uh, she came to town here on a promotion uh, for one of the, I think, one of the haunted houses around, uh, around the uh, Halloween. And they were giving away free cans of pea soup or something. Oh, and we wonderful. Did a, we did about an hour's interview. Uh, I had a talk show at the time. We did an hour's interview. And she was uh, a good interview. She was just very bright and, and uh, enthusiastic. And I, I enjoyed the interview a lot. Linda, having a birthday. She's already just about ready for social, social security. Exactly. Um, you travel a lot? No, no, some people out there travel a lot. I know you do. And you might be interested in a travel company releasing the list of the weirdest items Left in hotel rooms last year. Ooh. <laughs> uh, we've got the top ten, and some of it may surprise you. Some of it may not. I bet not a lot of it does. <laughs> Number ten, rosary beads. Uh, okay. That, yeah, that makes sense. Number nine is kind of strange. Caviar. I've never left any caviar at the, uh, at the La Quinta, but somebody does. Mm. Uh, number eight was an inflatable boat. <laughs> number seven, a clown costume, a full costume including shoes, wig, and a red nose found in the hotel room. All right. Thousands of German marks, which was the official currency of West Germany and the unified Germany until the adoption of the euro in 2002. Even crazier, they were stashed behind a toilet water tank. So there were thousands of marks found in one spot. Hmm. Number five, Grandma's Lucky Teacup. It's unclear if the lucky thing was written on the cup or... If that's a reference to or a euphemism that we don't understand. But Grandma's Lucky Teacup. Grandma's Lucky Teacup, okay. Items, weirdest items found in hotel rooms. Number four, a glass eye. Right. Number three, prosthetic limbs. You think you would miss those. That yeah. is, those are was, genuinely surprising. By the time you got to the, you know, to the SUV, you said, hey, where's my leg? You know. Yeah. Number two, witchcraft paraphernalia. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And the number one, the weirdest item on their list here of uh, items found in hotel rooms, dentures. <laughs> kind of like the prosthetics. You'd think somebody would remember that yeah. because those things have a tendency to be rather expensive. A lot of people wear their dentures all the time, I guess. Yeah. Something they shouldn't just leave on a counter in there. So, All right. Stephen Head of the morning here. Stephen's Head, <laughs> 717 here on this, uh, on this Monday morning. And it is time for sports now. With Jad Chambers on the sports desk this morning, Jad. Well, and uh, of course, we've been talking about it this morning so far, but the Kansas City Chiefs, they were in Buffalo yesterday, really looking to uh, kind of punch their ticket to uh, get to the AFC championship game. But of course, to do that, you got to score. And they actually, offense was rolling pretty well. It was kind of back and forth all game with the Bills. Uh, Mitch Holtis had the call. Uh, you heard that right here. On KNSS. All right, goal to go at the four-yard line for the Chiefs, trailing 24 to 20. Pacheco, running back. Chiefs will use the shotgun. Motioning left is Hardman. They give it off to Pacheco, slamming on the left side, angling into the end zone, touchdown! Kansas City pop goggles the sweet neck through the end zone, and the Chiefs are back in front, 26 to 24. And uh, well, 26 to 24. The extra point to make it 27-24, and that was, that did it. That's it. Yeah. Kansas City Chiefs managed to hold on for that win. They basically just 
kind of stayed with the Bills throughout the game, got three-point lead, and then managed to hang on to it for the win. Quarterback's Chief, uh, uh, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes had, uh, well, technically had never played a away playoff game before, so this was technically his first road playoff win. He didn't really necessarily see it as such after the game, though. I'll say we played the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. We lost that one. I didn't like to bring that one up, but I mean, it's it's we've played basically road road playoff games before. I mean, we just come in with the same mindset of we're going to come together, put our best foot forward, and see if we can come out with a win. And that takes uh, the mentality throughout the week. It takes every single play executing, um, and we did a great job of that today, and we're able to score enough to win. And in the end, that's really all you need. Yep, <laughs> just just a few more points, more than your opponent, and you get the win. That sets up the AFC Championship game Sunday afternoon. The Chiefs on the road facing Baltimore. Shocker fans, it wasn't such good news for Wichita State. Their losing streak continues. Right now it's at 7 after a loss to South Florida yesterday afternoon. Once again, turnover is kind of a problem for the Shockers, who are now 8-10 and 10 on the season, 0-5 in the AAC. They haven't yet managed a conference win yet. Uh, Wichita State missed 17 of 19 three-point attempts. Shockers return home for a matchup in the Roundhouse Wednesday night. They'll be hosting East Carolina. It was a win for the Kansas State men. They've been kind of plagued by the turnover bug as well, but another second-half rally, and the Wildcats beat Oklahoma State 70-66 to Saturday night before a season-high 10,247 fans at Bramlage Coliseum. Uh, K-State begins another two-game road trip on Wednesday night as the Wildcats travel to Ames, Iowa, to face number 24, Iowa State. Interestingly enough, on Saturday, it was the women's basketball sunflower showdown, KU versus K-State, and K-State got the 69-58 win. It was the Wildcat ladies' 12th straight win. That's their longest winning streak for uh, since 2008-2009 when they won 14 consecutive games to begin the season. Uh, K-State ladies are now 18-1, 7-0 in the Big 12, and they turn it right around. They've got a trip to Texas tonight for a matchup with Baylor. The number three KU men were on the road in West Virginia on Saturday facing the Mountaineers. And WVU, for the second time in a row, defeated a nationally ranked team. They beat the Jayhawks 91-85. to And the Jayhawks don't really have a lot of time to dwell on that loss because they're back in action tonight hosting Cincinnati on ESPN Big Monday. Tip from Allen Fieldhouse will be at 8 o'clock. Tonight, over on 97.5 and 1240 KFH, tune in at 6 o'clock for the WSU Coaches Show with women's head coach Terry Nooner. That's followed at 7 by the Coaches Show with the men's head coach Paul Mills. That's sports on Stephen Ted in the morning. KNSS News Time now, 722. Keep it here for a house call for health, carbon monoxide, safety tips. That's on the way with Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Thinking about a new furnace this winter? Call Phoenix Heating. Good morning, Steve. It's 10 of the morning. I'm Steve McIntosh. 7.30 here on this Monday morning with 30 degrees. Freezing drizzle and fog. Police discover a quadruple murder in a Chicago suburb. A father of five is suspected of fatally shooting his wife and three daughters at their home Sunday morning in the Chicago suburb of Tinley Park. Police say they received a call from the man reporting that his wife had been shot by the time they arrived, they say they discovered the woman and her three daughters and declared them dead at the scene.
Cops say a gun was recovered and that the shooting appears to have been domestic in nature. The identity of the suspect not yet released. Sue Gosman, Fox News. A South Carolina man has been sentenced to 12 months in prison in connection to the 2010 fatal shooting of 19-year-old German Clarici in Wichita. The Sedgwick County District Attorney's Office said 33-year-old Christopher Valadez pled guilty to involuntary manslaughter, two counts of criminal threat, and obstructing legal process or official duty. The shooting happened in 2010. Clarici's mother reported him missing in early February. A few days later, his body was found in a culvert east of Augusta with what forensic scientists say was a gunshot wound to the face. The death remained unsolved until Butler County Sheriff Monty Huey had investigators take a fresh look at it last year. He says they discovered some new information, prompting more interviews and the discovery of new evidence that led them to Valadez. According to a court affidavit, Valadez told officers he accidentally shot Clarici in the face. He said he didn't call 911 because he had marijuana plants growing in his basement and he was worried about police intervention. Bill Hildebrand, KNSS News. U.S. Senator Jerry Moran met with active duty military and veterans in Topeka Friday. They discussed issues that service members face in addition to making changes that would benefit the military. We want to work to help Kansas businesses grow and do more defense work for the well-being of them and their employees, but also for the purposes of uh, making sure our country is safe and secure. Senator Moran says... He also supports the stopgap spending bill that keeps the government open through early March. Two missing Navy SEALs lost uh, off the coast of Somalia have been found. U.S. Central Command issued a statement saying after a 10-day exhaustive search, our two missing U.S. Navy SEALs have not been located and their status has been changed to deceased. CENTCOM says more than 21,000 square miles were searched after the two went into the waters off the coast of Somalia. The SEALs were on an interdiction mission, climbing up a vessel when one of them got knocked off by high waves. Under their protocol, when one SEAL is overtaken, the next jumps in after them. The U.S. Navy's been conducting interdiction missions to intercept weapons on ships that were bound for Houthi rebels in Yemen. Jill Nato, Fox News. The identity of the two SEALs has not been made public. Major U.S. cities continue to receive migrants from the southern border, despite city leaders saying they're being overwhelmed. One major city says one of its hospitals is reaching a breaking point. Denver Health CEO Donna Lynn notes that they can't continue to operate under these financially challenging conditions as this humanitarian crisis rages on. City leaders are requesting federal funding to help. Last year, more than 8,000 migrants made about 20,000 visits to Denver Health for a variety of medical reasons, including childbirth, dental emergencies, malnutrition, and mental health disorders. The city estimates more than 36,000 migrants have arrived in Denver over the past 13 months, and many are in desperate need of medical care. Denver's mayor says city officials are evaluating how to cut 10% across all city agencies, including parks and rec and public safety to offset money being spent to help the migrants. Christina Coleman, Fox News. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A winter weather advisory continues in effect here in Wichita. We could see some light freezing drizzle that will transition to rain as temperatures warm just above freezing. Breezy at times. Then tonight, areas of rain or freezing drizzle late are low in the low 30s. We'll have fog to start the morning on Tuesday with a high near 40. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. And now we have uh, freezing drizzle.
and fog and 30 degrees south wind at 17 miles per hour. So, yeah, uh, it was cold, cold, cold. Now it's a little warmer, but uh, we've got some crazy drizzle coming down. And makes it a little slick out there in spots, right, Dad? Yeah, definitely uh, slick. So, yeah, we've got... Have you uh, had a slide off or anything like that this morning? Uh, well, no, but those two uh, injury traffic accidents, or who knows if the conditions were... Probably were involved Probably, in that. You can't yeah. really prove it. But, uh, yeah, one was uh, Emporia and Waterman. The other one, uh, Harry and Meridian. So well, be careful out there. Pretty good likelihood anyway. Huh? Yeah. Stephen's head in the morning here on KNSS. And uh, remember Fergie, Princess? Uh, oh, yeah. 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 She's having some real health problems. Oh, no. Yeah. Um. Let me see if I can find I'm, I'm sorry. I was going to tell you about it. Now I've lost my copy. Now the copy's not there. Okay. i got to find a copy. All right. We'll tell you about the princess here in, in just a couple of minutes. Steve and Ted now, 734 here on this Monday morning. What did I do with that? I had it right here. Oh, well. It, it was right there, and now it's not. Let me see if I can remember the story off the top of my head. I, I'm not very good at this, but let's see if I can. <laughs> oh, here it is. I've got it. Okay. You found, the, uh, found it. Good. Sarah Ferguson, Duchess of York has revealed she's been diagnosed with skin cancer. Her spokesperson said in part in a statement, her dermatologist asked that several moles were removed and analyzed at the same time as the Duchess was undergoing reconstructive surgery following her mastectomy. And one of these has been identified as cancer. So the diagnosis comes just six months after she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Uh, The Duchess underwent a mastectomy Back in July, that lasted eight hours. So, uh, the Duchess of York, Sarah Ferguson, having some real health problems. Stephen's head in the morning here on KNSS. Uh, well, it was one of those weekends, Jed, where uh, Shelly and I didn't get out a whole lot. We did get out, I guess. We did get out yesterday. We got out yesterday to go uh, with my daughter and our grandkids to go have some, some lunch at a place called Dempsey's over there in College Hill and had a nice hamburger. So, yeah. We did get out long after that, but I tell you what, getting out in this weather has been a challenge for us anyway. 7.36 now, Steve, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. It is uh, Monday morning. That means it's time for Mondays with the Mayor, with the uh, Wichita Mayor, Lily Wu. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Steve. How are you? You're staying warm, huh? Yes, I am. <laughs> Where's Ted at? Ted's, Ted's under the weather. He's He got sick. You know? He's still feeling ill. He's, he's, he must be working too hard or something. I don't know. Okay, he's, sending he's, my thoughts to Ted then again. Okay, yeah, very good. Listen, uh, let's go, let's go over what we're doing tomorrow. Uh, you got a workshop for the city council, right? We do. We have several topics that we will be discussing tomorrow. Um, this is a really great opportunity for anyone in the community to learn more about different topics. The one uh, topic that we will be discussing is economic development. And I know that that's a a hot topic in our community. People want to know, how are we uh, growing Wichita? um, And what are the tools that the city of Wichita has? So this is a great chance for the community to come out or to tune in on YouTube to listen to that topic. That's one where you you probably, I'm going to speak for you, but you, you work pretty closely with both the county and the Chamber of Commerce on that kind of stuff. Yes, we do. You know, um, just last week we passed a joint uh, legislative agenda, uh, not only to talk about economic development, but also about different topics that affect the city and the county. And this week we're headed up to Topeka to advocate for them. Oh, it's going to spend a day in the Capitol. Now that sounds like a lot of fun. 
<laughs> well, we have to advocate for Wichita. For and sure, I think yeah. that that's the biggest thing. We need to have people that are up in Topeka um, focused on Wichita. And one of the needs that we have here in our community is homelessness and helping with um, the overall uh, various different solutions. And um, just last week, we talked about veteran homelessness. And then this week, we're going to go back up to Topeka again to say, we need some help with um, our homeless uh, situation here in Wichita. What can you do to help us with a facility that we've been calling the multi-agency center? Right, right. Yeah, it, my notes say you're going to have a citizen survey. Look at, look at a citizen survey results. Yes, what that's is, another topic uh, during the workshop that we'll be discussing as well. What is that? You just... Yeah, so every year we send it out to the community uh, asking for feedback. And this was last year when we asked for that feedback. What are the priorities that you want city government to focus on? And so the results will come out tomorrow. And this is a great opportunity for folks to, again, advocate for the issues that they uh, responded to in the survey. Um, and if you saw on our social media pages, we can give you a, a little glimpse about what one of those results was, and that is um, the need for street repairs and street maintenance. Uh, we sent out another survey just last week asking for more feedback regarding streets. So this will be something that, again, we will discuss at tomorrow morning's 9 a.m. meeting. You know, you talk about streets, it's not a glamorous thing, but everybody's, everybody's got something wrong with their street. got a pothole here, a crack there. So you probably hear about that quite a bit down at City Hall on uh, we do. street repairs. You know, we also have a new website that is so great. That website allows people to uh, instantly report that pothole exactly where it's at. And I've been told by Public Works that within 24 hours, that pothole can be filled. So the more that we have that civic engagement, when you see that pothole, when, when you experience uh, that uh, problem, go out and, and send us that message on our wichita.gov website and let us know so that our teams can come out and fix it. So that's a feature on the website, then, huh? It is. Okay. It is. All right. That, that website just launched this year. So an, another great opportunity for our community to get back engaged with wichita.gov. In the past, uh, the website was not as user-friendly. This new website is much more user-friendly, and it also has different language capabilities and just much easier to navigate. So I encourage uh, our community to check out wichita.gov. This is one you may know a little bit of something from your previous life. and It says here you're going to have a discussion of uh, Kansas Open Records and Open Meetings Acts and uh, uh, I guess maybe just transparency with me and so forth. Are you going to talk about that tomorrow? Yeah, so we have several new members on the city council, including myself, um, but this is a, a refresher. Uh, the council often gets these workshops about CORA, COMA, and just open records in general. Yeah. And so this will be that topic that we get to discuss with our city uh, attorney. Okay, so you've just been on the job a couple of weeks now. Are you ready to retire already and go do something else? Or <laughs> you think you're gonna, is this going to be something interesting for you, you think? You know, what I've loved so far is being out in the community, really engaging, um, helping elevate some of the wonderful things that are happening. Just this past weekend with the Cars for Charity show in, at Century 2, thousands of people attended. And I just loved that the community came out and supported um, not only that nonprofit, but also 
all the proceeds went to two other nonprofits, Starkey and Ability Point. So I'm really grateful that there are volunteers in the community that love Wichita so much that they put on a, a yearly event to give back to the community. And then just last week, we had uh, a total of uh, more than two dozen uh folks that uh, graduated uh, from the Wichita Police Department and then another 11 that graduated from the Wichita Fire Department, uh, the recruit classes. So it was just wonderful to see um, all the wonderful things that are happening in the community to help with public safety, with growing our economy and just uh, making this a great city for all. Mayor, thanks for being with us this morning. As always, we thank you. We'll just speak with you again next Monday on this on the Mondays with the Mayor with Wichita Mayor. Lily Wu, Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. It's a 742 coming up. we got the Wichita Business Journal update. Bradley Fair announces a new retail tenant. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS. 748 here on this Monday morning. Three big things. Three. Kansas City defeats Buffalo in the football playoffs next Sunday. Chiefs at Baltimore for the AFC crown. Two. Gasoline prices flat nationwide for the past two weeks. Average $3.18 a gallon. One. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis drops out of the Republican race for president, endorses Trump. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS. Got a call just a second ago from traffic tracker Patrick, who... Basically said things were a little slippery outside and had just watched somebody slide through an intersection in uh, Maple and West. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> yeah, it is, careful. it is slippery out there. Be careful. Uh, make sure that you're giving yourself plenty of distance between yourself and the yep. vehicle in front of you. It uh, could wind up uh, skidding through an intersection if you're not careful. So, uh, again, just be very careful out there. Uh, freezing fog. And uh, some freezing drizzle causing problems here in the Wichita area this morning. Traffic on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS is brought to you by Joe Dubrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire. Now they've got two convenient locations, downtown at Market and Waterman and 47th Street South and Broadway in the former Kmart building. You can see it all at carlstire.com, especially on a date like today. Tires are important. Carl's Goodyear is your home for complete car care. 20% chance for rain, freezing rain, and fog today with a high of 35 degrees. We have a 40% chance for rain and freezing rain tonight, the overnight low 30. For Tuesday, cloudy with a 10% chance for rain and drizzle, and tomorrow's high up to 41 degrees, a little bit warmer tomorrow. Now we have a freezing drizzle and fog and 30 degrees. We have a south wind at 17 miles per hour. Whiskey lovers, go to the Monarch for nightcap specials every day from 10 till midnight. Get half-priced pints and $7 signature old fashions. The Monarch, West Douglas, in historic Delano. Stephen said in the morning, one of the world's leading artificial intelligence developers will now allow military use of its technology, but in limited capacity. Fox on set. Can the military now use ChatGPT? Artificial intelligence startup OpenAI took the world by storm over the past two years, debuting its products like ChatGPT and DAL-E. But all this time, their widely available low- or no-cost generative AI products came with a caveat. 
No military use, no warfare use, which meant no using their AI to design weapons. It was spelled out in their printed policies. Now that seems to have changed. OpenAI tells Fox News Digital that while their policies don't permit using things like ChatGPT to harm people or develop war machines, there are now national security use cases that align with their mission. The company is already working with the Defense Department on cybersecurity tools to protect infrastructure, for example. Others have said AI could help streamline the Pentagon's vast bureaucratic operations without playing war games with Fox on Tech. I'm Evan Brown, Fox News. Now we'll look at local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Bradley Fair has announced a new retail tenant taking over the former Love of Character pop-up space. According to a news release from the shopping center's operator, the Massachusetts-based WS Development. Sur La Table, a high-end kitchen supply store also known for its cooking classes, will open this spring at 2142 North Rock Road, which was previously a Banana Republic between Novell and uh, Talbots. The largest bank in America is opening its first Wichita branch later this year, and that's just the start of its Wichita ambitions. Chase Bank, the U.S. consumer and commercial banking business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company, confirmed to the Business Journal that its first Wichita location will be at 2210 North Rock Road at the northeast corner of 21st and Rock. It's targeting a July debut. The bank then plans to open a second area branch before the end of the year, this one in Derby at 2101 North Rock Road, followed by the launch of two or three more locations in the next two years. And thanks to a growing business team and internship program, locally-based building controls and services is getting a more sizable presence in Wichita. The company headquartered at 1730 East Douglas, is expanding to just across Kansas Street into the former home of the Alzheimer's Association Central and Western Kansas chapter. BCS started renovations at 1820 East Douglas in November after purchasing the Douglas Design District building earlier in 2023 last year. And that's business news this morning from the Wichita Business Journal. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. And, uh, yeah, the Chiefs. Taking one more step. They are, of course, defending AFC champs, right? And Super Bowl champs. And next week we're going to Baltimore. From what I've seen in Baltimore, they're going to have their hands full again, Chad. They, they really will. Oh. Baltimore is very good. Those guys so. are tough. Yesterday yeah. uh, in the Chiefs game, if you, in case you missed it, the, the, for about the first three quarters of the game, the, uh, the opponent's offensive line kind of controlled things. They could pretty much run the ball when they wanted to. But the Chiefs held on. And came away with a victory. We'll have more on that in sports coming up in a few minutes with uh, with Jad Chambers. It was an entertaining game. And, yeah, very yeah. very good. Yet a lot of fun to a lot of fun to listen to with Mitch. Today is Celebration of Life Day, honoring the children and grandchildren who bring joy to our lives. The day is a reminder that each child in each life is to be held as a precious gift, with the highest respect and dignity. Children grow up so quickly. Amen. They sure do. They're constantly learning new things and changing daily. And as one who watches kids grow up and now watches his grandkids grow up, I can just say, add to that, keep an eye on them and watch because it it passes in a hurry. They go from toddlers to high school to college in what seems like a heartbeat. So let's celebrate them today. 7.54, Steve and Ted. Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour this morning with Steve and Ted. Keep it here. Uh, Stories we're covering this morning. DeSantis.
has dropped out of the race for president and a second suspect arrested in connection with a Wichita homicide. Jed Chambers has his sports this morning. He's on sports desk. That's right. We'll tell you a little bit more about that uh, Chiefs game coming up in sports in just a few minutes. Plus, you've got entertainment news. We got the blur this morning. We do indeed. Some really good stuff to talk about on the blur, including what happened uh, in theaters over the weekend. So we'll tell you all about the box office and more coming up in the blur. And we have your back to work traffic and weather in the eight o'clock hour with Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. DeSantis suspends his campaign. We have the story. I'm Rodney Price. Wichita police capture second suspect wanted in fatal shooting. That story is coming up. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. Anywhere we have precipitation falling this morning, freezing drizzle certainly a concern as a winter weather advisory remains in effect. Our full forecast is coming up in just a few minutes. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis drops out of the 2024 presidential race. Governor DeSantis announced on X, formerly Twitter, that there is no path for victory this cycle and has suspended his campaign. If there was anything I could do to produce a favorable outcome, more campaign stops, more interviews, I would do it. He also reaffirmed his commitment to support the GOP nominee and made no secret he thinks former President Donald Trump is that candidate in his eyes. Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. This, of course, leaves the former president and ex-UN ambassador Nikki Haley one-on-one for the GOP nomination. Gernal Scott, Fox News. The deadline for entering the Kansas presidential primary ended at noon Friday, so the stage is set. For Kansas Republicans, you have Donald Trump, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, and Ryan Binkley. For Democrats, there's Joe Biden, Dean Phillips, Marianne Williamson, and Jason Palmer. Voters have until February 20th if you need to register or update your information. Early voting begins February 28th, and Election Day is March 19th. A second suspect was arrested over the weekend in a fatal shooting that occurred last Tuesday. Wichita police say a 27-year-old suspect was taken into custody around 2 a.m. Saturday in the 1300 block of South Santa Fe. A 37-year-old suspect was arrested two days earlier. The pair were wanted in the fatal shooting of 35-year-old LaDante Ostrader in the early morning hours of Tuesday, January 16th. Police found the victim in the 900 block of South Market Street with a gunshot wound to his lower extremities. He was transported to a local hospital but died of his injuries. Both cases will be presented to the Sedgwick County DA's office this week. Rodney Price, KNSS News. The Ford County Sheriff's Office says two semi-trucks were involved in a fiery crash on U.S. 54 in western Kansas early Friday morning. Begins and it happened around 5.30 a.m. just west of Kingsdown. According to the Kansas Highway Patrol, one of the semis was driving westbound on U.S. 54 and for an unknown reason crossed the center line. This caused a collision with a semi traveling eastbound. Both semis were found fully engulfed in flames. 
One of the drivers, a 35-year-old male from Amarillo, received suspected serious injuries and was taken to a Wichita hospital. The other driver, a 32-year-old male from Park City, did not receive any injuries. A section of U.S. 54 was closed for nearly eight hours while crews cleaned up the wreckage. Bill Hildebrand, KNSS News. The Kansas Supreme Court has upheld the death sentence for a man convicted of fatally shooting three adults and a toddler. The court's 6-1 to majority vote ruled Friday that Kyle Flack did not clearly invoke his right to remain silent by saying he wanted to be taken back to jail before making statements crucial to his conviction. Flack was sentenced to die for the April 2013 deaths of two men from Ottawa and a Kansas City area woman and her toddler. The adults' bodies were found on a farm, while the toddler's body was found in a suitcase in a creek. U.S. forces are coming under fire in Iraq by Iran-backed militias as tensions throughout the Middle East continue to rise. Fox's Lucas Tomlinson is traveling with the president in Delaware. And this latest was the largest attack against U.S. forces inside Iraq since the October 7th massacre. And many White House officials say they don't want this thing to spiral out of control across the Middle East. U.S. forces have been striking Iran's rebel army in Yemen for the past 10 days, using warships, submarines, and U.S. Navy Super Hornets launching from the deck of the USS Dwight D. Eisenhower in the Red Sea. But despite the strikes, attacks on commercial shipping have continued. Some of the ballistic missiles evaded U.S. air defenses and hit the base in Iraq where the bulk of the 2,500 U.S. troops are deployed. And Thursday, a $32 million U.S. Reaper drone was blasted out of the sky for the second time since November. The U.S. continues to attack Houthi forces inside Yemen. KNSS News Time now, 8.04, four minutes past 8 o'clock. And the Chiefs looking to punch their ticket to another conference championship game. Well, I'll tell you how that all went coming up in sports in just a little bit. Gasoline prices flat for the last two weeks. That story coming up on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. Keep it in the morning, K- KNSS 809 now, nine minutes past eight o'clock. Tuesday, the City Council, Wichita City Council, will hold a workshop in the first floor chambers of City Hall. Topics will include the citizen survey results and dashboard, economic development policy, and a discussion of the Kansas Open Records Act, Kansas Open Meetings Act, and a code of ethics briefing. Gasoline prices have remained steady over the last couple of weeks. Oil industry analyst Trevor Lundberg has details. The price of gasoline is not changed from two weeks ago. It is $3.18. Uh, actually, there was a tiny rise, a fraction of a penny. And this is big news because this is after dropping 80 cents over 15 weeks. Lundberg says the price of oil actually went down by 40 cents a barrel over the past two weeks. The cost to put food on the table is still significant for most Americans. There's a good chance that you're paying over $1,000 a month for groceries and maybe more depending on where you live. New numbers from the Census Bureau put the average American family's grocery bill at over $270 a week. Those with kids are shelling out around $331 a week. Inflation, supply chain issues, and increased demand are all causing food prices to jump in certain parts of the U.S. 16 of the top 20 highest paying states for groceries were in the West and South. Paul Stevens, Fox News. An abandoned dog has been found with 
Extra appendages. A spaniel found in a supermarket parking lot in London was born with six legs, but it's now just like any other dog. Ariel underwent surgery to have her extra limbs removed. She was named for the Little Mermaid character because the additional appendage with two paws at the end looked like a flipper. Vicki Black, the director of the veterinary hospital, says her facility had never seen a six-legged dog before, but Ariel now is doing brilliantly. Kathleen Maloney, Fox News. KNSS News time now, 8-11, 11 minutes past 8 o'clock. And this morning, out there in traffic, well, we've had that uh, light freezing fog, freezing mist out there this morning, and things are very slippery on the roadways. Uh, just be a good day to be extra careful out there, and especially we're now seeing uh, some of the traffic uh, volumes causing congestion issues and slowdowns. Northbound I-235, approaching I-135, and that north junction, we're also seeing it. Uh, Eastbound on Kellogg, that's pretty close to Meridian. Traffic update from 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A winter weather advisory has been issued across south central and much of southeastern Kansas for light freezing drizzle as we warm to around 35 this afternoon. That will transition to rain. Areas of precipitation again late tonight and overnight. Charlo 31, then some fog Tuesday with a high near 40. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. And now we have drizzle and fog, 30 degrees, and we have a south wind gusting to 23 miles per hour. 8-12, Stephen's head of the morning here on KNSS. And uh, the uh, Republican primaries, the Republican primary races, and uh, just got a little bit simpler. Now they're down to two candidates. With us this morning, Fox News Radio's Jeff Manasso. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, good morning to you. Yeah, after his second-place distant finish in Iowa last week, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis dropping out of the presidential race. Just ahead of tomorrow's New Hampshire primary, where polling shows him trailing Nikki Haley, uh, and, and Nikki Haley trailing the frontrunner Donald Trump by double digits. DeSantis saying if there was anything he could do to produce a favorable outcome, more campaign stops, more interviews, he would do it. Uh, though that he can't ask his supporters to continue volunteering their time and donors to continue donating their resources if there is no clear path to victory. Mm, I wonder, I don't remember how many people we started out with. And the first time we we're trying to figure out how to do a debate with the Republicans, what, 10, 12 candidates at one point, weren't there? Yeah, well, 14. 14. But look, you, you know, you go back to the first debate in Milwaukee. Of course, Trump skipped all the debates saying that they didn't matter, they didn't mean much to him, and he was right. Um, if you go back to that first debate, you know, he was still clearly the front runner in this race. And that has not changed at all, despite uh, all the things legal and otherwise that have been thrown at him. Uh, so we'll see what happens uh, tomorrow. The latest Monmouth Washington Post poll shows that Nikki Haley does pick up more independent support in New Hampshire, uh, though not enough to overcome her double digit uh, deficit in terms of polling, if polling is correct, ahead of tomorrow's primary. So we'll see what happens. Uh, then what do donors do? Uh, you know, Nevada's next, the you know, early next month. Trump is leading that by double digits. And then South Carolina, does she go into South Carolina, her home state, uh, to lose? Um, 
she's going to have a decision to make, but we'll also see what donors, the never Trumper types, decide to do uh, in the days and weeks ahead. My question is, do you think that she, does she have enough money, or are you saying she, she maybe something she has to generate to get a little momentum going to get more money? Yeah, I mean, look, if you don't have money in politics, yeah. you're done. <laughs> you're, you're toast. Your campaign is over, and that's why Ron DeSantis is out, because he, he put all of his resources into Iowa, into that great game. And it's not that people don't like Ron DeSantis. One of the things that we learned in Iowa, uh, despite his second-place finish, uh, you know, he, he trailed Trump by about 30 points, is that Iowans do like Ron DeSantis. They just feel that Trump, uh, you know, Trump's time is not up and that Trump deserves another four years. And so we will talk to uh, to voters uh, in New Hampshire tomorrow after casting their votes in this primary and see what's on their mind and, and what they're feeling. But, yeah, you know, Nikki Haley says, it. you know, she she always thought this was a two-person race between her and Trump. Um, others would argue that this has always been a one-person race. <laughs> All right, listen, thanks. Thanks for being with us, Jeff. We appreciate it. Fox News Radio's Jeff Manasso. Uh, DeSantis has dropped out of the presidential race on the Republican side. Uh, so it's down to two, Nikki Haley and, and Donald Trump. What a cloudy, breezy day across central Kansas Sunday. Wichita's high temperature reached 36 degrees. Normal high for the date, 44. It was on this date in 1943. That's one of the weirdest days in in weather history, okay? A world record temperature increase occurred at Spearfish, South Dakota. This is in the Black Hills uh, up in, in South Dakota. When a Chinook wind caused temperatures to soar from four below zero to a balmy 45 degrees in just two minutes. Wow. An hour and a half later, the mercury fell free fell again from 54 degrees to four below zero in 27 minutes. Yikes. Damn. People must have been saying, well, Mother Nature, why don't you make up your mind? (laughs) That is something. All right. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 817 now, Stephen 10 in the morning here on KNSS. And it is sports time again. Jad Chambers telling us that the uh, Chiefs were in a, you know, win or go home situation in, uh, in <laughs> where were they yesterday? Oh, Buffalo. Yeah, they were in Buffalo. Yeah. That's right. And, uh, well, they were looking to punch their ticket to another AFC championship game. Casey and the Bills, they traded field goals in the first quarter. And then after a Bills touchdown and another. 
Kansas City field goal. The Chiefs were kind of needing to stop kicking field goals and get into the end zone. That was been kind of a problem for <laughs> several weeks now. So, uh, well, you heard it. Mitch Holtis with the call right here on KNSS. These are two by two, but they got now Hardman in motion. Right to left. Sets up a triangle to the left side. Mahomes looks that way. He's going to go wide open. Left side caught. Kelsey corner around. Touchdown. Kansas City. Kelsey hasn't been that open since training camp in St. Joseph. And he slings the ball up into the stands, much to the chagrin of the Bills Mafia. <laughs> Hey, he was open, too. Yeah, he really was for that touchdown. Very much open. So, uh, yeah, that kind of got him going. Got the touchdowns coming in, but it was back and forth pretty much through the entire game. But the Chiefs would hold on for a 27-24 win. Here's Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes after the... uh, after the game, guys come together. I mean, we I love I love being Arrowhead. I probably I love being Arrowhead and playing in front of that crowd. Um, but when you're on the road, it's 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 you versus them. It's you versus everybody in the stadium, and you have to come together as a team. And the guys do that. And uh, you saw that in the game today. I think that spot spoke well. Through three quarters offensively, we were moving the ball up and down the field, but we got shut down in the fourth quarter. Um, and I, I went over to the, the defense and I told them, I said, hey, y- y'all shut it down, and we'll win this football game. We'll go we'll go to the AFC Championship game. Um, and they did going into that fourth quarter and. I told them next time I'll try to tell them earlier. If I can tell them like halftime to do that, and they're going to shut them out from there. Um, no, but it was a, it was a, a team win, and that's what you need in playoffs. Everybody helping out, and kind of worked out that way. Kansas City Chiefs move on. It sets up an AFC Championship game Sunday afternoon. The Kansas City Chiefs on the road facing Baltimore. Wichita State men's basketball team on the road yesterday, and now the losing streak stands at seven. They lost a lot uh, to South Florida yesterday. Turnovers once again, kind of an issue. The Shockers dropped to eight and ten, on five in the AAC. Shockers return home for a matchup in the Roundhouse Wednesday night, hosting the East Carolina Pirates. So, see if they can get uh, an AAC win Wednesday at home. Kansas State was plagued by the turnover bug a bit as well, but they used a second-half rally, and they defeated Oklahoma State 70-66 to on Saturday night at Bramlage Coliseum. K-State improves to 14-4, and 4-1 in Big 12 play. K-State begins another two-game road trip Wednesday night as the Wildcats travel to Ames, Iowa, to face number 24, Iowa State. The women's basketball Sunflower Showdown was Saturday night. K-State getting the 69-58 win. K-State's 12th straight win, the longest winning streak for the Wildcats since 2008-2009, where they won 14 consecutive games to kick off a season there. K-State turns it right around with a trip to Texas tonight for a matchup with Baylor. Back in men's basketball, number three, KU. They were on the road in West Virginia on Saturday facing the Mountaineers, and West Virginia, for the second time in a row, defeated a nationally ranked team. They beat the Jayhawks 91-85. to Not a lot of time to dwell on that loss for the Jayhawks because they turn around. They're back in action again tonight, hosting Cincinnati on ESPN Big Monday. Tip from Allen Fieldhouse at 8 o'clock. Tonight, right, or tonight over on KFH. Tune in at 6 o'clock for the WSU Coaches Show with women's head coach Terry Nooner. Followed at 7 o'clock by the Coaches Show with men's head coach Paul Mills. Again, that's over on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. And that's sports on Stephen Ted in the morning.
821 now, give it here for the Hannity Morning Minute. Sean looks at the polls and traffic and weather coming up. Stephen Thin in the morning on KNSS. This is Stephen Tad on 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. Good morning, 8.30. Stephen Tad in the morning here on KNSS. Steve Backensage here. 30 degrees. Republican presidential hopeful and former President Donald Trump held a campaign rally in Rochester, New Hampshire Sunday. The former president opened his event by thanking former hopeful and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis after DeSantis announced he would be suspending his presidential campaign. He ran a, a really good campaign, I will tell you. It's not easy. They think it's easy doing this stuff, right? It's not easy. But as you know, he left the campaign trail today at 3 p.m., and in so doing, he was very gracious, and he endorsed me, so I appreciate it. Governor DeSantis said in a video on social media platform X that he did not see a path for him to become the nominee, and he thanked his supporters. A man in his 20s is dead following a crash near Garden Plain, west of Wichita, Saturday evening. Sedgwick County Dispatch confirmed a single vehicle crash took place around 7.45 p.m. at the intersection of 23rd Street South and 263rd Street West. The vehicle was going west on 23rd Street South when the driver lost control just east of the intersection. The vehicle flipped over and ended up in a field. Rodney Price, KNSS News. She'll say three members of an air ambulance crew were killed when their helicopter crashed in Oklahoma. Air Evac Life Team says the crash was reported near Weatherford after the control, uh, control center lost con- contact and with the crew Saturday night. Helicopter was returning to base in Weatherford, about 70 miles west of Oklahoma City, after developing uh, completing a patient care transfer to a hospital. The uh, company did not, did not say where the chopper was found, and they did not immediately release the victims' names. Gasoline prices remained stagnant over the last couple of weeks, with the national average for a gallon of unleaded regular staying at $3.18. Oil industry analyst Joby Lundberg says there are a lot of factors which will determine whether oil prices where they go from there, including OPEC's production cuts, Houthi attacks on merchant vessels in the Red Sea, and potential weather impacts on refining and production. It was actually down uh, 40 cents per barrel in these two weeks. So right now, both oil and gasoline appear to be suffering from some inertia. Tulsa has the lowest local national average right now at $2.50 a gallon. San Francisco Bay Area, the highest at $4.59. A bipartisan group of lawmakers is asking federal regulators to ban an over-the-counter substance known as gas station heroin. Tianeptine is an antidepressant developed in Europe in the 1960s. It's approved for use in more than 60 countries, but not the U.S., where it's marketed under many different brand names. The New Jersey Poison Center says inaccurately as a safer alternative to opioids, with unproven claims that it can improve brain function, treat anxiety, depression, pain, and opioid use disorder. The FDA says serious side effects can occur when people mix tianeptine with other drugs. Nine states have already taken action to ban or severely restrict it. Jack Callahan, Fox News. And now we'll look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A winter weather advisory continues in effect here in Wichita. We could see some light freezing drizzle that will transition to rain as temperatures warm just above freezing. 
breezy at times. Then tonight, areas of rain or freezing drizzle late, are low in the low 30s. We'll have fog to start the morning on Tuesday with a high near 40. I'm KMSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. Now freezing drizzle and fog, 30 degrees. And we have a south wind gusting to 23 miles per hour. Stephen, then in the morning, KNSS 8.50 here on this uh, Monday morning. Three big things. Kansas City defeats Buffalo in the football playoffs next Sunday. Chiefs at Baltimore for the AFC crown. Gasoline prices flat nationwide for the past two weeks. Average $3.18 a gallon. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis drops out of the Republican race for president, endorses Trump. Three big things, Stephen Ted on KNSS. Traffic right now in the Wichita area. Seeing some really slow moving traffic westbound on K96. And it, uh, it's kind of slow in places all the way from Greenwich Road on all the way over to Rock Road. And it's a good idea just to be extra careful on any of the bridges, especially overpasses, elevated roadways, that sort of thing, uh, due to just some. You know, freezing conditions and a little bit of precipitation. Things are getting slippery out there. Good idea to be extra careful. Traffic on KNSS is brought to you by Joe Dubrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire. They've got two convenient locations, downtown at Market and Waterman and 47th Street South and Broadway in that former Kmart building there. You can see it all at carlstire.com. Carl's Goodyear, your home for complete car care. 20% chance for rain, freezing rain, and fog today with a high of 35 degrees. 40% chance for rain and freezing rain tonight. The overnight low 30. Tuesday, cloudy. 10% chance for rain and drizzle. Tomorrow's high. Warming up just a bit to 41 degrees. Now a cloudy sky. 30 degrees. A south wind gusting to 23 miles per hour. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Wall Street trading underway now this morning on a Monday. And the Dow has been up over 200 points. Right now it's up by about 179 the S&P is up 24, and the uh, NASDAQ index is up just over four points so far this morning. The uh, Now look at business news, local business news from the Wichita Business News Journal with Stephen Ted. The largest bank in America is opening its first Wichita branch later this year, and that's just the start of its Wichita ambitions. Chase Bank, the U.S. consumer and commercial Banking business of J.P. Morgan Chase and Company confirmed to the Wichita Business Journal that the first Wichita location will be at 2210 North Rock Road at the northeast corner of 21st and Rock. It's targeting a July debut. The bank then plans to open a second area branch before the end of the year, this one in Derby at 2101 North Rock Road, followed by the launch of two to three more locations in the next two years. Watch for a Right. Chase Bank coming to a corner near you. Thanks to a growing business team and internship program, locally based building controls and services is getting a more sizable presence in Wichita. The company headquartered at 1730 East Douglas is expanding just across Kansas Street into the former home of the Alzheimer's Association Central and Western Kansas chapter. BCS started renovations at 1820 East Douglas in November after purchasing the Douglas Design District building earlier in 2023. And Bradley Fair has announced the new retail tenant taking over the former Love of Character 
pop-up space. According to a news release from the shopping center's operator, the Massachusetts-based WS Development, Sir La Table, a high-end kitchen supply store also known for its cooking classes, will open this spring at 2142 North Rock Road. Yeah, space was previously a Banana Republic uh, there in uh, next to the, close to Talbot's at Bradley Fair. And that's local business news this morning from the Wichita Business Journal. And over the weekend, uh, kind of a tough tough weekend to get out, part of the time at least, and Shelly and I were in yeah, and watched, cold. watched uh, the Gypsy Moths on Turner Classic Movies. Hmm. The Gypsy Moths uh, of interest, I had never actually seen it. Uh, it was filmed in Benton, Kansas, uh, and around here, northeast of uh, here, for in 1969. Mm. It's about three uh, skydivers who put on shows around barnstorming around America, and uh, they have this impact on this small town in the Midwest. It stars Burt Lancaster and Deborah Carr, big big stars. Of course, they were the two uh, that had an affair on film in uh, From Here to Eternity. They were famous for that uh, scene in the water. Remember that? Oh, yeah. 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 Gene Hackman was in this movie. Uh, he was fresh from, you know, starring in Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie Bedelia was in the movie. I like her a lot. She was uh, in, what, Die Hard. Yeah. Yep. She was the wife in Die Hard. Pretty good movie. Not bad. I was, you know, it wasn't great, but I, it was okay. Elmer Bernstein composed the score, so there you go. Good music. <laughs> the Gypsy Moss, filmed in 1969. Uh, just not too far from where we're sitting right now. All right. Stephen Ted of the morning now, 855 here on uh, KNSS on this Monday morning, getting back to work. Ted Woodward having a day off. He's taking a day off because he doesn't, he's not well. He's uh, having a little illness problem. So we're hoping that we can get him back in here tomorrow morning. Hope so. Yeah. Coming up the Glenn Beck program on KNSS, Carol Roth, former investment banker, is on the air this morning proposing a uh, proposed new rule on lending for banks, and she's going to look at that for you. Our news at the top of the hour, DeSantis drops out of the presidential race. And if you missed any of today's show or just want to listen again, go on the Odyssey app. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for Glenn Beck, the Dana Last Show, news updates all day. Stephen Hitt in the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita. Brought to you by Rusty Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.